0: Hi, this is Rekafet Abergel. I'm the writer, producer, director, and star of Boo. And you are listening to Without Your Head.
1: you at the station of decapitation without your head i'm nasty neil
0: i'm treacherous trista
1: and we're joined by filmmaker Brittany brock who needs a very cool b name
2: hello yeah
1: good to have you here
2: <laughs> yeah good to be here thank you so much for inviting me
1: and as trista mentioned you have very cool lighting i was thinking it, was, it reminded me of suspiria yeah
2: i thought that too like, Yeah, suspiria through zoom i'm about it <laughs>
1: <laughs> very cool so uh first of all what interested you in filmmaking and how, how did you get involved
2: oh gosh um i've been in filmmaking since i mean since i was like 16 i guess i just watched a lot i was um i was a really young classic movie nerd which is a pretty isolating um, thing being like 13. So I was like, you know what? Nobody likes the movies I like. So I'm going to make movies I like. And then it just never made like a classic style movie. I guess like some noir, I guess when I was really young, but they were pretty bad. But yeah, no, it just developed and I kept doing it and going at it. And here I am. Yeah, so pretty natural progression. (laughs)
1: Uh, that's one thing to always think about the internet because the internet gets a bad rap, which sometimes rightfully so. But uh, you can meet people who have a similar, you know, interests. because like, you know, I liked a lot of weird movies when I was a kid and there was really no one else in school I knew who were into the stuff I like. But uh, online, you can meet other people who love Basket Case or, or yeah, whatever you're into. For sure. Yeah. What were some of the, the movies that you liked?
2: um so i i was very odd like i loved stuff from like the 1930s and then like um specifically like my cousin and i loved the original dracula um and then all of the warner brothers classics um not specifically horror but then um as like i started i just like fell in love with alfred hitchcock and then i went just like real deep into his filmography so all of those but then you know, something about eighties horror just like really sucked me in. Um, and that's like, you know, another subgenre specifically, just like all the classic slashers, the vampire movies, I'm all about it. I guess I don't know, Giallo, Lost Boys vibes, stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Is it easy to take like uh and not like um paid like make not to make something look like it's from the eighties, but uh the different like genres you like, like classic horror or Hitchcock? Or an '80s movie and take something from that, you know, incorporate it in 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 your own things.
2: Yeah, for sure. Um, Specifically with my music videos, um, I actually transfer everything, with the exception of my second short film, Broadside, onto VHS um, because, like, that's just a uh, really—I don't know—it's just it's just a physical media form that's dying. Um, But I love the way it looks. I love how malleable it is. Um, my boyfriend and I, it's like complete chaos whenever we do transfers cause it's all physical. Um, so I mean, it's stuff like that, but it's also the lighting, um, and texture, like not being afraid of grain, like, um, underexposing stuff sometimes, or like boosting it up too much in post. Like, so, you know, there's this idea that that might look shitty now, but I think it looks kind of beautiful. Um, so I, you know, as my, like, as I progress with my career, I'm definitely want to experiment more with just like visual expectations and like what I actually find is like, find cool. And I think those genres kind of inspire that or some
1: you genres. Can, so do you have like, uh, can people get the VH, VHS copies or those? Oh yeah. The, the
2: yeah. Copy? People can definitely get VHS copies and stuff. I mean, like, ple- like DM me at Ghost Animal Productions and also, I'm at um, soon as like, you know, we're starting to reopen and safely reopen. I'm at a lot of like outdoor uh, flea markets. Like there's this one called the Southeast Punk Flea Market, which is just like a weirdo vendor thing. And like, I love it. It's a really fun community of people, but I haven't been in a while, but getting back into it, that's where normally I sell my tapes and people, people dig it. It's really fun. And I at film festivals, a lot of times I just pass them out for free. If someone tells me they have a VCR, I'm like, please watch.
1: <laughs> I have some of my, old, my original VHS tapes, but I don't have a working VCR anymore,
2: unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, they're hard to come by. That's why I think like VHS is truly kind of dying. I don't really think it's uh, because people don't want to watch tapes. I think it's because the VCR is dying.
1: Yeah, I think the last, it was a few years ago, the last company that made them stop producing new VCRs.
2: Yeah, yeah. And they go, they're so high on eBay, too. Like, you have to dig at Goodwills to find them. It's insane.
1: Our original VCR we got in the 80s, it still worked when we got rid of it. Uh, I wish we would have kept it, but it was the old one that it uh, it was a top loader. And the the fast forward and stuff was like, it wasn't, it was a wired uh, remote. Oh, and you had so to cool. hold down the fast forward or rewind.
2: That's so cool. Yeah, no, like my dream would be like would be one of those people that have like collects laser discs and stuff. I wish I had the room for it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Trista, how did you and Brittany meet?
0: We met on a film in um South Carolina. This this um the uh killer babes and the frightening film, Yes. Yeah.
1: Oh, all right. <laughs> The movie with one of the greatest titles in movie history.
2: Yes.
1: (laughs) Which definitely should eventually get a, a VHS release because I think that's a perfect name for a VHS.
2: Yeah, for sure. Especially what it's about, too. Like everything, what we shot so far, I think it would be perfect on VHS. Yeah. So,
1: Trista, do you have a question?
0: I do, yeah. Brittany, I'm a huge fan of your short films and I'm wondering if there are any features in the pipeline
2: um first off thank you so much that's very sweet of you um and yeah actually during all of uh last year I wrote a feature film um I yeah (laughs) I was in isolation so (laughs) I, I do what I guess I don't know I try to be productive and isolated and I um pumped out a script and I'm really happy with it and um Yeah, so I want to pursue with that. And in January of last year, I shot another short, um, and that's just been kicking around in post-production forever, but it it will be finishing up hopefully by next month. Um, So there's a lot of stuff about to happen uh, this year for me, like, soon. So it's, it's a little crazy and daunting to think about that, but a feature is coming.
1: Now, in both uh, Little and Broadside, there's a, a young young actress in them. So is the uh, are, are either of those roles uh, about yourself at all?
2: No. Um, I mean, I wish Little was about me. That would be awesome. I would, that would be pretty <laughs> badass. Um, but, uh, I mean, okay, well, I take that back. I think with Little, I associate more with uh, Nico's character, the boy, um me and my cousin um would literally just get on our bikes and oh my god I hope my mom is not watching us we would just get on our bikes whenever we were really young and just like go around and like we would go to a dive bar nearby and like throw darts and the bartender would give us cheese sticks because we were like eight years old and like we got to see like weird things it, it was like a really young lens but it was all fairly innocent But as I got older, I was like, oh my God, like what, like, you know, there's so many things that could happen. So little was kind of inspired by those moments and, um, broadside was inspired by, um, people I went to high school with and like, um, not, not anybody like in particular, particular, but, um, just people like conversations I would hear and I would be like, that's pretty terrifying. Like, or, um, Living in the South, like hearing about random hunting accidents a lot, not necessarily being fatal, but just like someone saying, "Oh, I accidentally, you know, uh, grazed my leg with a gun, like a gunshot," and just being kind of horrified by that. So, not necessarily myself, but definitely the surrounding I'm in and living where I am. Um, both both of those movies were inspired by real things.
1: Uh, you said you hope your mom wasn't watching this to hear about, you know, going to the bar and stuff. But does your mom uh, watch your movies, your shorts?
2: Oh yeah. No, my mom, my mom works on them. She's my special effects oh, nice. makeup artist cuz she's a complete badass. She um she's the one that got me into horror. Uh she's the one that had the tapes. Uh yeah, she's like all about it. So, I mean, when I first made Little I like was kind of like, man, I don't know, because my mom was like, I want to do the makeup and I was like, i don't know and then she was like no like like interview me like i have a portfolio and i was like <laughs> what do you mean you have a portfolio so um yeah we went through the whole process and she's legitimately like one of the best makeup artists that i know around here for sure uh, specifically with special effects and she's like doing tiktok competitions and stuff like really? right now yeah like she's
1: more high tech than any else. yeah
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: So, uh, where you are South Carolina, are there is there like a big film community, you know, to to who make independent film?
2: Um independent? Yeah, for sure. Um there's a lot of filmmakers out here like in South Carolina. Uh there's Tommy Faircloth um in Columbia. Uh Tommy, uh, he runs the Crimson Screen Horror Film Festival in South Carolina underground. Chris Bickle, he's also in Columbia like if you have not seen Theta Girl absolutely great um and then on the coast in charleston uh there's michael whaley and michelle and um yeah there's a good little collective here and we're just hella independent like it's um there's not necessarily an industry here outside of charleston and like you know the wilmington charleston productions of halloween or any of the big boys like that but there's a lot going on and there's a lot of good independent filmmaking and specifically independent horror coming out of the state
1: did you know them before you started to make your own things like or did you find them like how did you get involved
2: we um we found each other because like we would just be at film festivals and you know like after you see the same people twice you're kind of just like all right like we're kind of related now, but we're not related, but like, we're like family. Right. So we would just um, kind of be like, okay, we're the South Carolina like weirdo group and we're about this and we're tight. I mean, we all talk and have been supporting each other throughout this year, especially.
1: Uh, the, the festivals and it last year we couldn't go to festivals, but uh, what are the, what's the festival scene like there?
2: Um, so, in the South, uh, yeah, I mean, specifically in South Carolina, there's Crimson Screen in Charleston, and then South Carolina Underground, also in Charleston. Um, in Atlanta, there's Women in Horror Film Festival, which Trista's film um, was in, and it's absolutely fantastic, and that's where it premiered, right? Uh. Oh, you
0: know what's funny? It was thank you for the kind words. The same weekend we had, uh, shrie- we premiered here in Shriekfest, but then the day after it was, yeah, I re- it
2: was yeah,
0: our premiere weekend, yeah. Yeah, it was
2: a one-two, yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, awesome film festival, buried alive film festivals in Atlanta. Um, but no, it's it's cool. We bump into each other in the south for sure because. While it's an active community, it's not the biggest community and it's kind of, kind of cool. (laughs) Yeah. We love each other. We got support.
1: (laughs) I always think uh, for people watching, you know, who don't live in the areas we're talking about, I bet if you look around, you'd find that wherever you are, there's, there is some type of film community.
2: Yeah.
1: If people listening would like to get involved, even just watching them or in some way.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, if you were in the South or near the South, please. Please hit me up. I love uh, supporting and hearing about what everybody's doing. So,
1: yeah. Uh, Tristan, a question.
0: Do you have a favorite horror film?
2: Oh my gosh, yes! It's The Brood, um, the David Cronenberg movie, The Brood. Um, I just rewatched it on his birthday, the day I got vaccinated, my first shot. Oh, really? um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that was that was uh, that was a good combo. Um, yeah, I, I mean. I love it. I just I like Cronenberg's starkness and his tone, and um, his horror is a very like dreadful, weird, sad, lonely type of horror. But I vibe with it. It makes me his movies make me feel icky, but The Brood makes me feel really icky, and um, that's why it's my favorite.
1: Also, has kids in it. I know, I know it's a theme. Here.
2: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Kids scare me apparently. <laughs>
1: Does the the feature involve kids?
2: Yeah, it does. Yeah, and teenagers. Like, yeah, a lot. A lot of, like, uh, puberty, prepubescent, weird children. Yeah, a lot, actually.
1: (laughs) Interesting. Uh, Mary Grace Copeland was in uh, both Little and Broadside. Uh, Yes. Great in both of them. Uh, How did you meet her? What's the connection?
2: Um... (laughs) Mary Grace um, is awesome. Thank you for mentioning her. Uh, she uh, is actually a pageant queen. She's like a beauty queen. Mm. Yeah, she was... Yeah, she's super beauty queen. So, Little and Broadside were totally out of left field. I met her through the um, other actor in Little, Nico. Um, Nico Ford. And I could not find a lead for Little. Um And he was like, you know, my friend, Mary Grace, like she's 13, but she looks a lot younger. And like, they've had like, they've done plays together. And he was like, you know, she, she would trust me on the bike and like, I would trust her. And I was like, you know what, like that tells me she needs to be auditioned. And she just killed it. And I, yeah, I don't know if she's still acting outside of plays and stuff, but I mean, she's always in my mind, like, whenever I think about, like, a talent around here, for sure.
1: That's, that's interesting. So, like, it's totally out of left field. But I think that's pretty cool for her to uh, be involved in, you know, an independent uh, wh- horror movie thriller.
2: Yeah. Her and her mom are just absolutely fantastic. Very cool. Very, very cool.
1: So, uh, what was the festival's uh, run for you personally like for, for Little and Broadside?
2: Um, so, Little uh, came out, I think, in 2018, and it premiered at, I feel terrible, a Sick Chick Flicks Film Festival in Cary, North Carolina. And then it did the Women in Horror Film Festival, Nightmares Film Festival, um, Genre Blast, and then the following year, Broadside did a lot of the same um broadside also gone into tampa bay underground film festival and won best short there um that was awesome i've never like really gotten any accolades before like the last couple of years so this has been very different and very cool so um it's just it's just great to see have people see your stuff like not in your home base and appreciate what you're doing but also understand what you're doing and like it just always feels good um and i'm so ready to get back out there like if it's not this year, the next year, like it's, I'm really, really excited for people to see my next short um, in a public setting. It just, I think it's something I'm like craving right now. So <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: can, uh, can people see little or broadside uh, right now? Um, is it, is it online?
2: Yeah, they're both on YouTube. Um, if you go to ghost animal productions on YouTube, which is also my production company and everything's under that um you'll be able to find them on there.
1: I trust you have questions?
0: Do you have any advice for aspiring creatives?
2: um yeah, uh just trust in yourself, trust your gut mainly um and be open to notes and like be you don't have to take all of them, but it is okay to take some of them like you know, and be open to collaborators and um you know, trust yourself, but don't isolate yourself is mainly the main note. Like be down to work with others because it's actually really rewarding.
1: Along those lines, do you, do you work on the other, uh, with the other filmmakers on their films?
2: Yeah, I'm actually working with Michelle Ayano I- Tuano and um, Michael, oh my goodness, um, Michael Daly's film, uh, Femme Fatale in Charleston in May um, and that one I think best short script at New York Film Festival in 2019 so i um, pretty stoked to jump into that because that's in post, been in pre-production for a long time and it got delayed and pushed and so I first AD a lot of her stuff she loans my camera people borrow my lights I borrow sound stuff it's it's a you know it's a community that I'm sure a lot of people um have where they live and it's it's nice to be involved with that
1: I, really, I forget the name of it but I really liked her film the the one where it's it almost like zoom where it takes place all in and uh, I normally don't really like found footage movies but yeah. uh, that one really worked and I think it was like or maybe it was two shots but it was like done all in what, one Yeah, one,
2: it was uh, a live stream. Live stream like. is awesome. Yeah. Um so she, yeah, she's going back to horror um this year. So I'm very excited for her to jump back in.
1: Yeah, and that one uh did really well, you know, on the festival scene all around the country.
2: Yeah, yeah. It, she killed it with uh it's a great movie. Um People should death buy the Blu-ray if they haven't already. Live screen.
1: Nice. <laughs> uh Trish, do you have a question?
2: You
0: mentioned your production company, Ghost Animal Productions. Can you talk a little more about that?
2: Yeah, um, definitely. Uh Ghost Animal Productions were a film collective more or less, all across the East Coast, so I kind of spearhead it, but um, my editor, Jonathan Gautier, he's in New York City, um, and also my, uh, one of my producers, Marky Zander, she's in Charlotte, and we kind of, like, Justice League it on movies and um, get together and do our shorts, but also, uh, you know, we all write stuff, we all do other creative things, so Um, I like to keep it open, open communication. So it's like, you know, if you guys have notes, you know, send me your script, like I want to read it. And, um, you know, if you guys like want advice, or if I need advice, like, you know, they're there for me. And it's, it's really nice to have that because we all kind of have, first off, a really weird sense of humor. So that helps same sense of humor. And then um, we all are just super empathetic, caring people that want to see everybody do their best in their creative fields. So yeah, with a twisted outlook on a lot of things. So it's nice.
1: <laughs> How about the name Ghost Animal? Was there? Uh, a, what was the inspiration for that?
2: Oh, I knew you were gonna ask me that, and nobody's ever asked me that. But I felt like this would be the one. Um, it comes from I. It's so it's kind of doofy. Um, but I've been going. This has been going by Ghost Animals since I was like maybe 16. Whenever I first started this all up. And whenever I was that age, I was like, I'm going to stick to this. You're not going to change it. It doesn't matter. You're going to go for it. And I was like, all right. And it comes from a song by a band called Foxy Shazam. Um, And um, yeah, it's just a song that's like a normal rock song, but it has this really heavy breakdown in the middle where everything just kind of goes crazy. And I was just vibing to it, and I was like, I want to make shit like this. Like, I want it, I want everything to seem all right. And then it just goes absolutely bananas. And I think I've done a good job sticking to that. So, yeah.
1: (laughs) I like it. It works. Yeah. If you were going to make an animal ghost movie, what would be the, what would be a good ghost? What would be a good animal to come back as a ghost in a movie?
2: Ooh, um, yeah, I, think, I think like a like a python or like an anaconda mm, or something
1: python ghost yeah.
2: Something, yeah or like I mean I don't know there's a bunch I mean the possibilities are endless yeah like a like a giant ass snake so it could just like go into like people's like apartments and stuff in the city go through like air vents because it's a ghost
1: yeah <laughs> ghost snake on a plane
2: yeah yeah for sure <laughs> now,
1: I'm gonna do- ask Krista that too do you do you have a because aunt- we're all animal lovers here. What, what would be a good ghost animal movie for you, Tristan? I assume cats. But...
0: Yeah, probably kitties. But my <laughs> mine's, mine's sort of like cute, cuddly kitty
1: ghosts. Well, they come did and save... Us? Think,
0: because I love horror, but... Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, they what, could what, be I mean? the heroes. They could come and save us from from the actual monster. Yeah. Yes,
2: or I like this idea. Do I don't know if they yeah. have... What about you? What is your preferred mm. ghost animal? Raccoon. I'm a big fan of raccoons. You were you hopped on that fast. He mm. knew. He knew. Yeah.
0: Yeah. it's I the could... only reason why he was asking everyone else. Yeah. Know, I about raccoons
1: today. I have an incident with a raccoon when we were using a Ouija board uh, on Halloween night in Salem, Massachusetts and uh and we were using and anyway we were using the ouija board and a raccoon climbed up a tree behind me and sat right above me it was very bizarre
2: that is quite a combo of things i like that i like that a raccoon was stalking you in salem while you were
1: and then right Salem's across up. behind annabelle's head i could see eyes and i assumed they were raccoons but it was still weird <laughs> i could see eyes in the tree <laughs> but now i think it could have been the raccoon ghost
2: <laughs> there you go yes
1: we couldn't maybe maybe I summoned it with the uh, with the Ouija board item. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you have another question, Trista? Not raccoon related. Yes. Um or raccoon related. No. No. Oh.
0: No. Um so you mentioned sort of um overhearing people's experiences uh with guns and, and those weren't so great. I'm wondering uh where and your own childhood experiences, I'm wondering where else you glean inspiration from?
2: Um, other, yeah, um, a lot, it is a lot, like, stuff that I've, like, overheard. I do a lot of people watching, um, I do a lot of just, like, sitting and listening, um, you know, like, I, I've bartended for, like, for a while, so, like, you hear so much, and it's, like, I, before that, I worked in a, like, in a liquor store, um, just personal experiences, like, you get so much out of it, um, I really recommend anybody that wants to be a creative, like, work in the public for a little bit, like, do it, for sure, customer service, like, you will, you will get some stories, um, but it's all about what you do with those experiences, too, so, Yeah, um, and along with that, um, folklore, um, integrating that, I'm really inspired by um, Appalachian folklore, um, living in this area, but also, like, traveling all up the East Coast. Um, And then my family, being from Massachusetts as well, like, you know, you hear so many, like, spooky-ooky things, and it's, like, kind of ingrained in you um, to, like – want to like pick out whatever, you know, hear something that's dark and just be like, that's interesting. And then want to do something with that.
1: Yeah. Uh, when you're talking about the music, I, I remember the, there was like some death metal that really stood out and broadside. Yeah. Uh, how, how do you find the music for the movie? Um,
2: yeah, I, I really, um, I enjoy metal. Um, I think I specifically like grind and noise um it has the same effect to me as like vhs does because it's just this like weird overstimulating um static but it's also music <laughs> um and that was a band called worm um with a v instead of an o they're based out of greenville um i do videos for them i also do videos for a band called black mountain hunger um which is a local black metal band well they're from Asheville, and uh yeah that's another thing like genre is really really prevalent at, or in the area in which i'm at and um the metal the people in the metal scene are super cool to work with too so it, it goes hand in hand with just making contacts with the people actually in your community and working together instead of against each other um or just not being oblivious to each other
1: uh, when you make a video for the for the bands, um do you come up with the concept or do they have an idea? Like how does that work?
2: Yeah, um I've yeah, I come up with the concept um, for sure. Um, I I prefer it that way. Um I really, really like story based um, music videos because narratives kinda like my home. But um, besides that, I also love doing live sets. Um, documentary is something I'm also interested in. So I do like that. But conceptual stuff, um, yeah, we come up with that. We just released a new music video called Midnight Drifter, which is like a vampire thing. Um, it's pre- That was a lot of fun, a lot of fun to shoot. So,
1: yeah. Are those on uh, YouTube?
2: Yeah, yeah, everything's YouTube. Yeah, under Ghost Animal Productions. Everybody should
1: follow. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Just
2: subscribe, hit the yeah. bell icon. Yeah.
1: Notifications, all these things. Uh, things I should remember to say on the show, too. <laughs> You're better than I am. Uh, Trista, do you have another question?
0: Yeah, you mentioned working with children. And um, and in the films, there are some pretty adult themes. So how do you handle uh, that?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um well uh that's a great question by the way um because it's a really uh interesting process so for little uh the hardest thing was the makeup um getting that on mary grace for that reveal um in the smoke and it wasn't so much of like the content being too adult or necessarily anything to being a too adult it was more of um it was just very overwhelming. There's a lot going on. So it's just being empathetic and just being like, are you good? Like, we could take a break. Like, this is important, but it's, like, not that important. Like, you're the most important thing. And then also explaining, like, what is going on or if it's best for the situation. Like, you know, Broadside was a very weird experience because we didn't have that much room where we were. So whenever I gave the script to... um I give always give the script to the parents first and I'm like listen like this is what I'm making if you know I don't know where you stand wherever you stand on these topics but you know this is what's going to be portrayed and um I'm like if you're cool with this and if you think your child wants to proceed with this I would love to work with them if not like we could figure this out. Um I'm not trying to like scar anybody in particular or do anything like that. So I definitely make sure everything is chill. And if anybody's ever uncomfortable, not just a child, but anybody at all, I mean, it that's not okay to have on set. So something has to adjust. Anything can adjust, you know, creative freedom is, you know, amazing, but it's not worth it if somebody's uncomfortable. So, you know just making adjustments and changes if need be. But we didn't have to do any of that for either one. Uh, Mary Grace was actually like super chill. Um, the only hiccup was like, he, uh, Ryan was supposed to get into the water, but it was freezing. And I was just like, man, like, I'm not trying, like, hyperthermia, like, we're going to figure this out and make this more interesting. And I think that's what adds character the, to the films as well. Um, figuring out how to shoot something to make it more interesting. Um in place you know it doesn't have to be a sacrifice
1: yeah um you said so you said you started to make stuff when you were 16 uh is any of that on, on your youtube any of the early stuff
2: no <laughs> uh <laughs> no they exist on dvd though um i did go to um university of north carolina school of the arts and um their library i think just opened up so yeah, you guys are totally welcome to sift through that if you want to. There's some. I mean, I I wouldn't say I made like horror movies the entire time, specifically in college, but they were definitely horror adjacent. Um, they're pretty fucked up now that I look back on it. Sorry, I don't know if I'm supposed to cuss her. Yeah, that. it's fine. Okay, yeah. Now that I look back, I recently watched one of my shorts, and I was like, "That's that's a horror movie." <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um. And then, yeah, I have, like, a DVD. I have copies of these, like, you know, of everything. But there's, like, one script I wrote in particular before all of this that I am proud of. Um, and it's a short I didn't direct, but a friend of mine, Peter Boland, directed who should be, like, very rich and wealthy and successful right now because he has a very twisted sense of humor. Um, and that's that movie's called The Reincarnation of Miss Barabee. So if y'all can find that somehow, like good luck whoever's listening like it's worth finding
1: all right we'll try to find it yeah yeah so uh, this last year uh during uh the pandemic uh you said you were writing so uh what kind of what other what other things were you doing to uh spend this different year
2: um yeah i i wrote um i wrote a feature i wrote another short i'm hoping to shoot this summer um safely it's mostly exterior anyways um And that's called Reaper. Um, And then I'm in post-production on my short film called Womb. So um, it's been a lot of planning (laughs) uh, for how to execute everything. Um, You know, it's just seriously been a year of patience and planning. So, yeah, um, I'm hoping by, like, 2022, you know, there's just, like, a slew of shorts that I have and, like, a feature on the way. That's, like, ideally where I'm going. So...
1: Oh, when, when you do the, when you did the shorts, um, after the festival run, what were the plans to do with them just to have them online so people could watch them?
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. With my short films, like I'm really not trying to make a profit or anything off of them. Like I just want to pop them on tape and pop them on youtube have people enjoy them and if people do like please tell me you do like them and then um you know it just gases me up to like want to pursue my dreams and my career like you know and if people like them like cool i promise you i'll have an indiegogo or a scene spark in the future so just keep my name in the back of your head and give me a follow and invest in the future please so Uh,
1: now trusty have a question
0: Yes, so your films seem so southern to me, and that's one of the things I really like about them uh but I'm wondering if it's an intentional theme or if it's more of just simply where you live and
2: choose yeah um no it's 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 intentional um the way I pitched uh well, the way I pitched Broadside was calling it like a modern southern gothic, and I was super inspired by like um, country murder ballads. Uh, that was a big drive for Broadside. Uh, and for a little, um, I just moved back to Greenville and Greenville was like a Greenville, South Carolina. It was like a very small town whenever I left and went to college. And then by the time I came back, it's like, you know, just transforming at a rate that Atlanta had gone through and Charlotte had gone through and already. And I was just kind of like, wow, this is, kind of sad but also very interesting to capture all of this scenery right now um so there is like a modern south thing going on where everything's being like going through a second wave of like uh revitalization from like the mills and everything and i just i'm a history nerd so like i think all of this is really cool and i like to capture that because um it's kind of like history happening right now and I get to capture it in my art. It's really, really interesting to me.
1: So, uh, so when you're writing the, uh, the next short and, and the feature, uh, do you have any places in mind that, you know, like would be cool to film at? Yeah.
2: Yeah. um, Yeah, no, for sure. So um, I want to do like, I mean you can if yeah, from the two shorts I've made, I love being in the woods. Like um those surrounding areas are actually that's my parents' backyard, like from Little and Broadside. Like I grew I grew up there. I used to just walk through those woods all the time. Um and those moments were really inspirational for me. So I would like to find something a little bit more lush. I would love to shoot in a state park. Um This is like, this sounds like so uninteresting, but like, but like I I just want more woods and more forest. And then, uh, yeah, really. And then, um, yeah, there's a lot of like interesting little structures, um, that you'll find like in, in areas of the woods that functional function during like the middle times or whatever that pretty much isolated and people don't mind if you shoot them as long as you're safe and you practice all the proper precautions.
1: Yeah. Did you run into anything when you're out in the woods, any animals or
2: anything? Um, uh, <laughs> that's another good question. Um, so this kind of ties into my feature. So it was that backyard, um, um, whenever my mom and I moved into that house, there was a group of boys living in the backyard um, and they were just kind of like terrorize us and we lived kind of far away from um, anybody. It never got, like, escalated crazily, but it definitely um, has inspired a lot of things that were, like, brewing to this feature, and then along with all my interest with folklore and everything else. So, yeah, like, you know, when we first moved in, I would walk in the backyard and think everything was completely isolated, and then you would find, like, a sleeping bag and a Slim Jim wrapper, and then, like, a kid taking a piss, like, behind a tree and like you know you're like 11 years old it scares the shit out of you because you're not that's where that's your home and nobody's supposed to be there and um yeah i mean teenage boys think think it's hilarious to scare you know two people that have nothing going on so something to them that might have seemed stupid and trivial was something super impactful in my life um and made things really interesting growing up so yeah
1: uh, will your mom be involved in the, in the feature?
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. My mom's Sandy. She's yeah. She's, she's great. She's only getting better with time. So I'm like, I'm not losing her. And at this point people want to work with her. So I'm like, Oh my gosh, I hope she doesn't leave me. <laughs> I hope you can afford her. I know. <laughs> no, she literally told me we were, we were working on my last shoot she's like, Brittany, I was like, yeah, like, do you want me to pay you? And she was like, Brittany, you couldn't afford me. And I was like, oh, my God. Okay.
1: <laughs> I love it.
2: <laughs> yeah. Very sassy ladies.
1: <laughs> uh, trust you have another question?
2: I do.
0: First, I have a comment, Brittany. So, you know, Brian Avonay Bradley. I, I sent him a short film the other day that I was in for him to look at it. And he responded, where did you get those woods? (laughs) So it's such like a filmmaker thing to be like, I need woods.
2: (laughs) Yeah, no, it's like, it's crazy to find like really good lush woods. It's like that. Yeah. Um, Certain trees, like the way they're spaced, it's, it's a whole thing. Yeah. And I just keep going back to the same place because I'm like, I know where to go back here because it's also getting shooting in the woods and woods that you don't know people will like make a wrong turn at night and then you have to do like the whole flashlight thing and then find, you know, and then use your walkies and be like, Oh no. (laughs) So it's, um, you got to know where you're at, especially in the woods as well as finding really scenic woods as well.
0: Well, now I know how important woods are to a filmmaker. I live across across the street
2: from
1: the state forest. I didn't know how lucky I was here.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're very lucky. <laughs> um, but my question was, are you predominantly interested in directing uh films that you write yourself?
2: Um no, I mean like I'm open to anything. I just like it's just I haven't really received too many scripts. Um I was actually planning it's funny because I was planning on last year to read a lot of scripts and competition at the film festivals I would attend. Um, to, like, network and, you know, just reach out to other individuals. But, I mean, no, I would love – I'm always open to, to collaboration of any sort. So, yeah, hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: you said, you know, The Brood was your favorite uh, all-time horror movie. Uh, any favorites of the last few years? Like Yeah, at-
2: um, yeah, I, uh, I loved Hereditary. That's just, like, that's one I – I really loved, uh, my gosh, I'm blinking right now. I've watched so much stuff in the last, like, year. I'm just all cramming it together. Um, The Endless, the Aaron Moorhead, Justin Benson, um, like, time loop film. It's more of a sci-fi film, but that really resonated with me. Um, and, uh, um, I you know what i really like jigsaw i recently rewatched all the saw movies with my roommate and like re-watching all of them like jigsaw is like you know what that, that was like pretty all right like i'm totally down with that um i really really enjoyed um jigsaw um get out obviously um and uh I don't even know. I, before in 2019, I got to watch The Beyond live composed by Fabio Frizzi. I know it's not new at all, but that was a theater experience that like I'm really I happy. To that too,
1: actually, in, uh, in Brookline. He did, yeah.
2: He did. Yeah. It, just, it was like, an
1: awesome experience. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It just resonated with me. And then in the same year, I got to see Deep Red um in theaters for the first time with Goblin performing because they like went very close with each other. So not new movies, but with like experiences that really resonate like both of those i was
1: gonna see that too but they canceled
2: oh yeah Yeah. well comes back yeah if they they come back it's it's worth it it's awesome
1: yeah there's nothing like really that's a for anyone who's never done that uh watching a movie with the live orchestra there is a amazing experience
2: yeah it's so cool it's like now one of my like new favorite things
1: so uh a few years ago they did phantom of the opera the original one with the live boston orchestra and it yep. for halloween and that was just awesome
2: yeah oh um from last year possessor that was my favorite oh yeah that's a
1: good one
2: yeah brandon cronenberg i'm a big fan of the cronenbergs um yeah um i thought just possess the palette of possessor was really cool and just the whole way it looked is just fantastic give
1: a plug possessor
2: yeah Yes, yeah, my boyfriend got me the 4K for my birthday. That's how you know it's true love.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that is a good movie, and that is uh that's cool that uh, that both the Cronenbergs are very uh, very good filmmakers.
2: Yeah, yeah, it
1: only stands cool. on his own merit, you know.
2: Yeah, I I really like how you can tell that they definitely have some of the same interest, but they're. Super different filmmakers, um, in the way that they kind of like uh, tackle the whole like you know uh, secret government agency like type tropes and everything. They're almost similar, but they're so different.
1: Um. So do you know what Mary Grace thought of the movies of Little and Broadside?
2: Um. Yeah. So I know. Yeah. She's you know she's she's been at so many little screenings. She's been super supportive during all of this actually it's really cool because she brings like the whole family out too which is like awesome I love seeing her grandparents pop up and they're just like they're like this is great and I'm like I love that you think this is great like this is this is great for me um and yeah it's it's awesome because she's really proud of them um I think and um at least she's always you know put that on for me and um it's really cool because like I you know I I don't mind when people get their family involved. I think it's awesome, especially with like a child actor. But like even with myself, like yeah, I'm like big old family. Just bring them on in, yeah. So, um, it's always cool whenever like her and Nico would bring friends, and then like the finger part would come up, and then you just hear like or like oh oh gosh, or that's always a nice moment. <laughs> yeah, I watch horror
1: movies with my mom since I was a little kid. So not yeah. made any well i did make a short with her but yeah i'm not uh, yeah but i totally understand
2: yeah yeah it's a good bonding experience
1: yeah definitely uh Trist, do you have another question
0: so Brittany, correct me if i'm wrong it's been a while since i've seen you but i feel like i have this memory of you telling me that when you were at the festivals promoting your films your boyfriend would accompany you and people would often uh, approach him and start asking oh. him questions about the film. Yeah. Assuming that he was the filmmaker and not Yeah, you. or, um, yeah,
2: oh, I'm so no, sorry. No, no, please. Go please. ahead, no, 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 finish your question, I'm sorry. No, I'm
0: only bringing it up for you to yeah. talk about. It, so yeah,
2: on. um, it only happened, eh, it, it, it doesn't happen so much at festivals as it happens in public um at like the punk flea markets or um it did happen at festivals a couple of times um or they would say like how was it making this to him and they would know I'm the filmmaker and it's like almost like talking like through me through him and then he would just be like I don't know like I was there but I was like getting everybody coffee um or I was helping set up lights um so I mean like it's Yeah, yeah, it's definitely interesting whenever that happens, but it's also, you know, great that I'm with somebody that is um, very open and being like, why don't you just ask her, like, you know, or being like, "Uh, you know, she's there, or, um, you know, like, being like a female filmmaker, it's it's like anything, like, I also work in a brewery, so being in male-dominant industries, like, you know, you, like, you work for what you do, but like, you know, strut your stuff. If somebody asks somebody something about you, like interject and be like, yeah, you have a question. Like I can, I can answer this for you. Um, and be proud. Like, so I don't let it bother me, but I definitely did say that because I, yeah, yeah, that does happen in public and it's always weird. Um, it's also because Corey looks like he would make horror movies. Like he has like, he has like gray patches and he has like a like a thick mohawk type thing. So I think people see him and they're like, you make horror movies, but he makes hot sauce. So we're just a spicy. Couple. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> what, what
1: uh, can we plug his brand of hot sauce?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Plug. Yeah. Follow him on Mill Village Heat. I'm very proud of him. He sold out three cases in one weekend. So, yeah. Follow him. It is good shit
1: yeah i don't drink anymore so the the beer whatever but i do like hot yeah. sauce
2: hot sauce yeah yeah i got you <laughs>
1: <laughs> i like it so are you a, are you a hot sauce fan
2: uh now i am of <laughs> i had like yes. tolerance before and then like he knows i'm honest so like he would just be like all right like can you please just try this and i would just be like this is too hot for anybody to enjoy. He's like, (laughs) all right, I will take it down. Um, Or sometimes I'm just like, you know, uh, it's, it's like how he gives me notes. It's all, it's all creative and relative in a way. Um, But I, I can definitely handle spice now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Very good. Uh, So what's the difference between uh, the feedback uh, on YouTube and the feedback when you're at festivals?
2: Um, so don't get much feedback on youtube i want more feedback um i'm happy because most of the feedback is about mary grace and um the other actors which i'm all about um or sometimes it's like beautiful cinematography which is so awesome but um the thing that i love about festival feedback is like sometimes somebody will straight up be like i loved your movie but that scene didn't work and i'm like my gosh yes and I'm like what didn't work and it's just you know someone being honest and it's like you don't get that on some you do get honesty on the internet but sometimes yeah be
0: careful what you wish for yeah Brandy. yeah no
2: no 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 please be nice please be be nice to me <laughs> um I yeah no but um but no but like sometimes like you know having like real honest like face-to-face like someone not being a little like gremlin behind a keyboard but being genuinely honest and still saying, you know, like, but I really, like, love what you're doing, or, like, I think what you're doing is awesome. Um, another react, I-, I love the note on broadside. Um, afterwards, people would just be, like, curled up, and they're just, like, it's so sad, and I'm, like, yes, it is, because, like, you know, it is a very stark um, movie, and, I don't want people to be sad, but I want people to feel something from it. So like, that's something I miss most about festivals for sure. Um, and the feedback there.
1: Yeah. Uh, obviously the uh, virtual thing is fun, but you don't have the actual interaction. You know,
0: yeah.
1: it's it's different. Yeah. But like I said, hopefully, you know, maybe in, in, in the next year, things will, uh, but we don't want everyone to be safe, of course.
2: Yes. Yes.
1: Uh, Do you have another question, Trista?
0: We have a mutual friend, uh, Scott Bradley. Did
2: you meet him at Women in Horror? I did. I did. Yeah. My first year. And he's so nice and so cool and so sweet. Um, Yeah. No, Scott's the man. Um, Yeah. I met him at Women in Horror. And and was it 2019? I think, I don't know. One of the years. And then um, I saw him right before, like literally two weeks before everything shut down at women in horror in 2020. Um, because it was like right before, um, it all went down. That was my last event. And yeah, I'm really happy he was there because it was, it's always great talking to him and he's so supportive.
1: So uh, we mentioned, uh, the, the YouTube a couple of times, is there any other places people can follow you?
2: Um, Instagram and Facebook. Um, yeah, it please. Yeah. Ghost animal productions on both and on YouTube. Um, Follow, subscribe, do all the good stuff. Retweet. Don't be mean, please.
1: Share. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah, and don't be mean. That that's that's Don't
2: amazing. be mean. Don't be mean to anybody online yeah. who does that. No. Yeah.
1: I agree. I'll get it once <laughs> allow myself.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, it's been very fun to talk with you. Yeah.
2: Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's really nice meeting you. This has been awesome. Thank you, guys.
1: And I really, yeah, uh, both of us really like Little and Broadside. And Aww. thanks, Trista, for bringing them to my attention and getting you on the show.
2: Oh, thank you, and guys.
1: Look forward to, to seeing more of your stuff.
2: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I will shoot you guys links whenever everything is done very soon, hopefully. Yeah, very good. Yeah. We would love that. Done? Thank you, Brittany. Yeah, thank you. You guys
0: have a good one. Right. See you too. You too. Bye. Bye. Bye.
1: Subscribe here. And hit the bell icon and everything. Yeah.